0: Sky Royal, originally from New Orleans and now resident of Northern Virginia, is a recent graduate of the Paul Mitchell School in Tysons, slated to be a stylist at Jackson Harlow in Northern Virginia also. Today, we're going to hear all about her plans and her goals as a rising stylist in Gen Z to understand her and her cohort even more. Welcome back to the Hair Just a Strong Show. My name is Robert, and I'm your host. Today, I'm with Sky Royal. How are you doing today, Sky?
1: I'm doing great.
0: How are you, dear? I'm very good, thank you very much. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. I really appreciate you taking some time and to to do this. I'm really looking forward to this conversation.
1: Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you.
0: Absolutely. Okay. So, for a little background information uh, for the audience, I went to be guest speaker at the Palm Edge School in Tysons, and that's where I met Sky and. Uh, you raised, you raised your hand and you uh, uh, contributed as as part of that. And that whole conversation was uh, discovering the uh, expectations of rising stylists uh, of salon owners and what their career goals are. So uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about like, your process for getting into become getting into school and um what you kind of uh what your experience has been like uh up to now
1: well i have always had a passion for hair anything related to cosmetology um anything really related to people helping people feel beautiful look beautiful like that's a really you know big enjoyment of mine um I always knew I would end up doing it. I just didn't know when I would end up doing it. Um, And fun fact, I actually, I scheduled like two or three interviews to come to this school, specifically Tyson's. Um, It was at least two or three times that I called up here and I scheduled to do a tour, but I'm a firm believer in timing is everything. You know, timing is your foundation. And I feel like over the years, I've worked on, you know, discipline. I've worked on, you know, just tunnel vision. Mind you, I still have things that, you know, I have to work on. But for the most part, I felt like this was my time to shine. I felt like I was ready. I felt like it was... It's just just my calling. I feel like it's just my calling to do this. You know, I'm helping people every day. I'm meeting new faces. Um, So eventually I just I kind of had to get out of my own head and just fight those demons and say, you know what, let's just give this a shot. Give it our best. And so now we're here.
0: (laughs) Gotcha. Uh, So you're you're going to school and. Uh, at what point in time did you, like, have you worked in a salon yet? I know you said you're going to, uh, Jackson Harlow, but have you worked in a salon at all?
1: I have not had any salon experience. No, sir.
0: And when, how did you find, uh, the Jackson Harlow salon?
1: Actually, my father found her. Um, my father was out here, um, you know, handling business, doing, certain things and he came across roxanne who's the owner of the salon and they met uh she called she spoke with me and her energy was just great everything about her vibe was just genuine and just real down to earth and when i went and looked at the salon you know just she had everything that i wanted you know down to extended education down to, you know, her salon is multicultural. She has many, many services to offer, you know, and the fact that I want to learn how to do eyelashes, and she has that, you know, as a service, that was like the cherry on top. So my father actually ended up meeting her, and then I went to go meet her myself, and it was just like, everything was perfect.
0: Okay, let's let's expand upon that a little bit, because I think that's a really important... (laughs) a piece of information for any uh, salon owner that's uh, paying attention or aspiring salon owner thinking about having to hire, you know, this next generation of hairstylists as well as, um, As well as maybe other rising stylists when they're thinking about going out, uh, maybe they're just starting and they're re listening to this and uh, they're going to want to like really kind of start thinking about what they they want out of their career. So what um, you said that she had everything you wanted and you mentioned a couple of things. Could you tell me a little bit about like what is it that you look for or desire in a salon or from a salon owner?
1: Um, Well, first thing first for me um, is extended education. I feel like that is extremely important because you're never done learning. You're never done learning. Even if you've been in the industry 10, 15, 20 years, it's always going to be something new to learn, I feel. So the fact that she has extended education was really important because I know that I'm going to continue to learning, excuse me, continue to learn while being, you know, under her, being in the salon. Um, it's really big for me to see different ethnic groups, you know, for it to be multicultural because I oh, love.
0: Sorry, I don't want to interrupt. Um, I want to, okay. I want to get to that in a second. I want to make sure that okay. uh, we, I want to, I have a question about this education stuff. So uh, at when, when you're, when this, the salon owner tells you uh we have education how did they tell you what exactly did they tell you that they have
1: like well, how do you know
0: how did you, how did you know how do you know with such that she
1: had a education yeah yeah we we spoke very 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 detailed on it you know because i was telling her like i but like to be more confident in my cutting you know i'm not as confident in in my men's cutting you know specific things like that and she you know told me verbatim hey i have a barber that comes out so many times a month does a workshop the money that we are also putting into the shop goes toward our extended education so we'll be able to hey we want help with extensions if we want help with balayage if we want help with you know whatever she is willing to bring that help for us into her salon so specifically
0: sorry uh so specifically bringing outside educators in on a regular basis yes uh, did she say like it's uh scheduled to be once a month or is it more like i have this thing that comes in every four months but or every few months but then. Anything else you have to tell me?
1: It was more so of a, I guess, the majority vote. If she sees where her stylists are interested in specific things and the majority votes on it, then that's kind of how she goes about it. The only thing I can remember her saying verbatim that comes in frequently is um, a barber to help, you know, with men's cutting.
0: And did she say anything about uh, classes, uh, that, like internal classes, where you're learning from her or one of her stylists?
1: That, yes. That um, more so pertaining to uh, the lashes. Okay. I'll be taking the lash tech course with her specifically. And um, even once, you know, I'm out of school and I'm, I'm working, you know, in the salon and everything, she's like, I'm still there to help. Everybody in here, you know, is here to help you. We all learn from each other. We all work with each other. So if there is something that you do need help with, you know, reach out to one of the other stylists that are in the salon. I'll be there every step of the way for you. So they're really big on help and making sure that you got everything that you need to succeed here. So,
0: so it sounds like, uh, sounds like the salon owner, uh, really instilled confidence in you about Mm -hmm. that. They, that she's going to make sure that She's there to uh, help you with the education, but they don't necessarily have an education program for training you. It's more like based on what you want,
1: sure, we're sure. Gonna
0: how we're going to work, work on it. Yes. Okay. Yes. But it also sounds a little like the, um, the confidence that or sorry, the, uh, um. It also sounds like the energy that this person brought on with brought on when they were talking about education also may have instilled some confidence in her on you on your part is that
1: mm-hmm. I would definitely agree because I mean, in order for people to come and work for you, they have to feel confident in you they have to feel confident in themselves after talking you know to you, and I feel like when I went and spoke with her. She, I don't want to say it was perfect. Everything was, you know, but the things that she told me and the things that I explained to her that I was worried about, you know, she made me feel confident enough in her and myself that, okay, once I come to work at the salon, the things that are going to be my weaknesses aren't going to be my weaknesses forever. You know, we're okay. going to tackle it. She's going to work on it and we're going to continue to expand. So.
0: Okay, cool. All right. So um, instilling confidence and uh, in, in your, in this, whoever's coming into the salon uh, to make sure that you are addressing their, their concerns and their needs. Basically you felt that way in terms of education, but maybe, maybe it's not just education. Maybe it was also like, there's a vibe there
1: mm mm-hmm. yeah she i mean it's so funny because one of the learning leaders here she was actually my, the learning leader one of my favorite learning leaders mentor and she had nothing but amazing and great things to say so i just feel like it's 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 about you know okay how could we benefit but also if the genuine vibe isn't there if the you know, just that feel like, okay, this is a great person. This is someone that's going to help me go far or somebody that I can learn a lot from. If I don't feel that, it is going to be really hard for me to trust that you can help me succeed. You know, I have to feel, have to feel something genuine, something genuine there.
0: Totally. Cool. Awesome. I think that's super uh, valuable for anybody listening who wants to know, you know, what (laughs) motivates you. Okay, so now let's talk about you said multicultural salon. Can you tell us like what that means? Uh, So for anybody listening who's really not sure what you mean by that?
1: So when I say multicultural, I mean, you're not walking in the salon and only seeing African-Americans. You're not only walking in a salon and seeing Caucasians. You're not only walking in salons and seeing, excuse me, salons and seeing Latin Americans. You're walking in and you're seeing a bit of everything, you know? And that's exactly what my salon is. There's African American women, there's Latin women, there's Caucasian women, you know, there's pretty much a a bit of everything. The team? The team members are... Themselves and, the, and the guests. You and, know, the and the guest okay. Because, you know, for me, just prime example, when I first got to the school, I was getting, you know, a lot of silk presses, which is dealing with African-American hair, you know, and I... Didn't really like that because I'm like, I didn't just come here to do silk presses So I had expressed, you know, my frustration and letting them know, like, I don't want to just do one thing. I didn't come here to just do one thing. And then eventually I started getting highlights and haircuts and this and that. So I feel like depending on the person, you got to know what audience you want. You got to know what type of clientele you want. And I know for me, I want to do it all. I don't want to just limit my pockets to one ethnic group. You know, I want to do everybody's hair. I want an African-American woman to come in and and be like, oh, I want my hair done in any other ethnic group. And I feel like that's really important unless you're like, okay, you know what? I just want to do one kind of hair. And I feel like when you're in a setting, in a surrounding environment where you can do it all, like you, you you're, never, you're never gonna say no, right? You're always gonna be able to help somebody, you know. So that's really that was really important for me with looking for a salon because I want to do it all. I want to do everyone's hair, not just my kind of hair or your kind of hair. I want a full list of ethnic groups, you know.
0: Cool, that's awesome. Uh Okay, so not only uh seeing like the type of hair that they do um but maybe but definitely the type of hair that they do it sounds like it sounds like it sounds like uh sounds like this if the staff wasn't as diverse but the clientele was would that also be uh appealing or are you looking for both a diverse team and a diverse clientele
1: I would say I, my clientele was was most important to me, so if I saw where the clientele was still very diverse, I still may have took the opportunity, but because the team and my clientele is, you know, diverse, I feel like it's, 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 it's amazing because, you know, I am meeting different personalities, different people every day, and then it's not just about just the ethnic group, right? it's about that, but that ethnic group has a lot to do with their hair texture and their hair formation and all that different stuff. So it's like, if I'm dealing with one group of people, I'm probably only doing one kind of hair texture, one kind of hair formation. And that's not what I wanted to do.
0: Right. Cool. That's awesome. All right. So we got uh, education is important. Uh, It sounded like It doesn't necessarily need to be like a a training program necessarily or regular classes or or, sorry, like weekly classes or monthly classes. It just needs it sounds like having um, having a education being very important to the business and to the owner and to your team and knowing that there is some regularity of of education Mm -hmm. Uh, so the way you're not just ended up with one, one or two classes a year, you know, hopefully you have, say six. And, uh, so something like, you know, more than, more than, yeah, we like education. We have a couple classes a year, but not necessarily, oh, this is our program. And this is like, these are the, when all the classes are, right. And it sounds like the vibe and the energy of the person uh, that you talk to about, this topic also plays a big role because you want to have confidence that they're not only going to like have a class, but also maybe uh, be someone that you can go to to ask questions during the day. You know, mm-hmm. while if you have a truck problem, it might not just be a class. It might be like, I need help with something and I know I can go to my boss because. Exactly. Yeah. Okay.
1: Because, and then yeah. all
0: and then also diversity not only in uh staff but also in uh in type of hair that the clientele has done is also important you don't wanna you don't wanna limit yourself and your future mm-hmm. by only kind of pigeonholing into uh one set of type of hair or type of work
1: yes okay what,
0: any anything else um or those that is that it those are the two, maybe three. We'll call it three. Education, confidence, and uh or confidence slash vibe and mm-hmm. and diversity, multicultural.
1: Yeah, those would definitely be the biggest things on my list that is important when I'm, you know, looking for my home. Because I mean, that's what your salon is gonna be. It's gonna be your second home. You know, you're gonna be there four to five days a week, maybe more. So right. I think those things are really important for me, at least, to be as successful as possible. And what um, what if
0: this salon owner said that uh, you would be apprenticing for a year, uh, but you really liked the business, you really liked this owner, you really liked uh, all the other things you had? What if it was this specific person was like, "We love you. You're going to apprentice for a year before you get on the floor." What would you, how would you feel about that? Mm.
1: For me personally, I don't.
0: You'll be getting paid.
1: I, I honestly, I, you know what? I honestly, I I do not know, but I I'll, I'll say this. I feel like with my talent and the things that I've learned and the things that I'm doing, I feel like in the beginning of my career, I don't feel like I need to be an apprentice because I feel like, I mean, regardless, you're never done learning. Like I said, you're always going to be continuing to learn. So for me, being an apprentice is kind of like, mm, like I don't get to to show my work I don't get to you know do my best and show my creativity you know so for me I would feel like that's kind of holding me back but I'm also not against it because I understand one thing about this life and about this industry you have to you know be willing to accept certain things to get to where you want to be in life so if I absolutely had to be an apprentice I would but if I didn't have to be I wouldn't be okay I well, how about more, this more, uh, let's get a little more
0: granular with this question because this is like a really big conversation that's happening yeah. with, with salon owners is trying to figure out you know what how to get people onto the floor but making sure that if a customer comes into the door you're going to be able to do whatever they book you for you know so mm-hmm. like Someone books, I want a haircut, you know, it's not going to be like, oh, how long is your haircut? Is it this type of texture? How dense is it? Like the customers don't know. They can't. Yeah. Even if, so even if you waste all of the front desk's time to book an appointment that way, because it is. it sounds to me like a complete waste of time. Um, yeah. But let's just say you do do that because maybe some people do that. Maybe some people add, collect all this information before they before they uh, book an appointment. To me, that sounds like friction for the customer. Like I want the customer to be able to. I want a haircut. Okay, th- tomorrow at three. See you then. Bye. You know, like right. I want it to be as easy as possible for the customer. That means that when they come in the door, you have to be able to do eighty percent or more of anything that walks that I book you right or or you're booked. So, as a, so, a salon owners, like, I feel like I'm not really confident that a style young stylist coming straight out of school is going to be able to do anything and not mess up and, and end up getting us a bad Google review. So, we have to have some sort of um, process to make sure that I know that you're as good as you think you are. You know what I mean?
1: And, and and that's completely understandable because, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, that is what's most important. You do want to make sure that no matter what comes through that door, you can tackle it, you can handle it. Um, and it's so funny that you said that because one of the questions, you know, that you asked or that you wanted me to touch base on was, you know, what's something that, you know, us as the younger generation are looking for in salons And me and some of the girls were talking, some of my classmates, and they were like, um, you know, going into a salon, they should set up the stylist with like a mentor for a year. Versus me being an apprentice or me being an assistant, I can still work on the floor, I can still make money, I can still show my talent, but I know I have my mentor right there to physically go to and ask questions when I need her or him, you know, to be there for me. So it's kind of like a thin line because I also feel like maybe salons. I I feel like with some of the girls that, that are here, some of these girls are really talented and I mean really, really talented, like killing balayages already killing shags already. So it's like, I just feel like it's a thin line. So maybe salon owners should spend a little bit more time doing their homework on their stylist because I mean social media now speaks for itself right so if I go on this person's page and I see they're killing haircuts they're killing highlights they're killing you know Almost all of the above then. Okay. I'm going to be a lot more confident in this person than I might be in this person where I go on their page and they're posting something maybe every four to five months and you know, okay I see that they're cutting and their are and still needs a little bit of work. Social media is a really Great thing that we have And I feel like you know salon owners should maybe use it a little bit more
0: so I'm gonna um. I totally agree with you uh, on the mentor uh, thing. Um, I totally agree that social media should be used as a means of like having a conversation. It's literally
1: an online portfolio.
0: Right. However, uh, I have heard this response and I'm going to share it with you. And I want you to tell me what you think about this uh, response to that. Big response is that you are picking and choosing what is your best work to portray online, and you're taking your 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 hand. You're kind of cherry picking the jobs you did good. No one knows what the customer asked for. They could have asked for red hair, and you gave them a really dope balayage. And you're like, let me take a picture because it's a really good blonde balayage. But you totally screwed up their hair, and they're not mm-hmm. that. Ha- they're not actually that happy. So like, what they're saying, and or you only pick like virgin. hair. Hair, that you did a complete job and like you didn't have to work through different colors or you did a haircut and their hair texture was perfect for that haircut. Like, um, you know, so that this, a big response is that that's good, but it's really doesn't prove anything. It proves mm-hmm. that you might be better than this person. So I might want you, like I might look at like 10 portfolios and be like, okay, here are the top three. Now the top three have to prove that they didn't just stage this whole thing. Now mm-hmm. and, and so, like, what type of uh, one? What is your response to that? And two, uh, is can you come up with, uh, or do you have any like thoughts on, you know, what type of audition or process that a at a salon owner could use to mm-hmm. cut through, um, and cut through kind of their skepticism about the portfolio, but also give you an opportunity to cut through having to do an apprenticeship or as long of an apprenticeship, if you will.
1: Well, first my response to their response, um, I I can honestly just laugh. Like I I can't disagree with what was was said at all. I mean, it's it's spot on. People do it all the time, you know, pick and choose (laughs) what they want to post. You know, I don't like this picture, but this one looks better. So let me. So I totally agree um, that that it does happen. Now, what I could say um, to maybe cut through, like you said, and maybe do like a shorter um, apprenticeship or internship. Um, I would say maybe when you're hiring someone what you can do is maybe like, okay, give them the basics. Give me a basic haircut. Give me a basic full highlight. Give me a basic partial highlight. Like maybe if they could set it up to like, okay, once a week you come in for so many months and do these particular tasks. And, you know, at the end of it, it's just like when we go to do our practical, you know, it's either you passed or you failed. And by the end of that time frame, the two months, the three months or whatever, have maybe at the end of that time frame, if you pass the majority, then, OK, I could work with this person. If you failed majority, then maybe we need to work on some more things a little bit more diligently. And, you know, you could still work here, but maybe we should you know, hold off with putting you on the floor because I still see you need some help with the fundamentals, the basics of things. You know, because yeah. I mean, it is the fundamentals that is the foundation that we start from. So, so if, uh, if you're starting with that, then we might need to work a little harder, you know?
0: Okay, so let's just now I'm going to go back to the original question and I'm going to rephrase it. If the current salon owner that you're really excited about, if mm-hmm. part of that conversation was, we need to make sure that you can do. The clients that we put in your chair, so we uh, we can hire you and start paying you as an apprentice while you show us that that you can do this work. And uh, it usually, I've never, and let's just say they say I've never seen anybody be able to do it quicker than six months, and most people take nine to twelve months to do it. But you can do it in less than six months. I've just never seen anybody do it in six months and this is what you need i need to see i need to see these looks on these types of textures uh and like as soon as you show me uh you know a jot like you bring the model in you do their hair and you recreate these looks or whatever the whatever it is like they say they give you like a bullet point list or maybe they give you set of pictures or something like that. And then they're like, okay, now you need to recreate these and you need to do it with no problems from start to finish in front of us. And uh, and then once you do all that, then you're on the floor. How do you feel about that? Do you like well, that? when
1: you the- word it like that, <laughs> when you word it like that, then it's like, okay, yeah, I got it. I'm gonna kill it. I'm gonna tackle it. Just give me the list.
0: Okay. So, so it sounds to me like the problem is when there's like a time restriction to from getting from point a to point b with no clear parameters and uh, expectations it sounds like yeah. that that's when you start to be like i don't think so
1: i'm very specific and i'm one where i have to know the little finest details of everything you know i want to know everything because i like to start mentally preparing myself you know for what needs to be done so if it if it operates like that like okay yes you'll be a paid apprenticeship here's this list I need to see you do a b c d and it needs to be done like this and this is if it's set up like that then that would be amazing you know but I feel like a lot of times it's unrealistic for the salon owners to give you a time frame because they don't know you don't know and they don't know neither one of us know how long it's going to take For this particular person to grasp the things that they need to grasp. Because it's one thing doing hair behind a chair at school where you have somebody watching over you. It's another thing where you are solely responsible for this turnout and nobody's helping you. It's two completely different things. So I like the way that you said that and you worded that. I feel like that would be great like okay Harry these are the time frames but it doesn't have to be that long for you it doesn't have to be so extended out you know based off right. of the amount of work you put in
0: right and okay i got another question and then um i think we'll wrap it up and and i want to cuz i i think the next conversation we have uh about your 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 you talking to your fellow students and you know i think that's going to be really a good conversation i don't want to run over too long but i wanted yeah. to add add one more question in here if okay. the salon owner said to you that we can get you on the floor as soon as you're ready and the way but we both need to know that we're ready not just you but i need to know too and therefore in, so instead of giving you a list i'm gonna say i need you to come in for three classes Uh, three weekends or whatever and we're gonna and I have like a I need to see how you are in these classes and how you perform and then based on that information I can create a pathway I can work with you to create a pathway to get on the floor based on what I see in those first few classes
1: I don't really like that bro tell me why I don't like that route, and I don't like that route because I feel like you putting me in classes and telling me what I need to work on. That's limiting me, because I feel like you're not gonna know what to work on until it's brought to you, you know. So versus where the other option was, okay, I'm gonna show you this, and I need you to do it. I need you to recreate it. I need you to map this out. That's different from, okay, I'm going to put you in, the, in these classes. This is what I'm going to need for you to work on. And this is how I'm going to judge you, you know, by this. It might be other things that I might need help in. It might be other things that I haven't discovered yet. But because I'm being limited to these specific classes, now I haven't made any new discoveries on what else I need to improve on.
0: Okay, so what if I said... Um we have a like a valuation period to where I want to see how you do a couple of things. And then after those, and we'll have conversations throughout the class, like we're going to do some color, we're going to do some cutting. And I'm going to be able to identify because I have a history in education. uh, I'm going to be able to identify a lot of areas for for, that you're really good at and that you might not really need to work on. And I'm also going to be able to identify areas that you definitely need to work on. That doesn't Mm -hmm. necessarily mean that's everything you need to work on on but I'm going to work with you based on what I'm seeing and I want to hear you tell me also what you want to work on and together we'll create your pathway to get on the floor through education as well as like model test out models or or whatever however you want to say it mm-hmm. how does that, does that sound better does that sound like the same thing
1: that no that that sounds better because the first the option that you gave the one before that it just kind of sounded like okay I'm gonna put you in this and see if you excel you know I feel like the more room you leave open for a stylist creativity will teach you more about them as a person you know because that lets you know everything you need to know about somebody so as far as that is concerned I feel like that'll be better versus then okay. Just you throwing me in these classes, not even knowing if it's a strength or a weakness, you know, we have, you don't know that because we haven't had that conversation. But if we have that conversation and we sit down and we actually have a heart to heart on, okay, this is what I like. This is what I love. This is what I need to excel in. This is what I'm, you know, stagnant with right now. Like for me, I am, my weaknesses is balayages, you know. So I watch a lot of videos on balayages because that's my weakness right now. So if I had someone to just put me in a balayage class, I feel like that's kind of limited me versus me doing it hands-on and then being judged by that way. You get what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, I th- I think I understand. And basically what I'm understanding is uh you want to you want it to be like not, um, not restricted to the owner's vision of the type of work you're going to be doing more, uh, as a, as a way to work through the areas that you want to improve on, or you might need to improve on whether you know them or not. You want it to be, It just sounds like you want it just to be not super rigorous and not super Confined. You want it to be a little more. I
1: don't want the fun to be taken out of it. Hair in this industry, it's supposed to be fun. You know, you're meeting people. You're, it's, it's exciting. It's amazing. And I just feel like once it's, once that fun is taken out of it, and it's like, once it's like you said, very rigorous. I feel like that takes all the enjoyment out of it. You know, and a part of why we become stylist is for the creativity so i feel like once you take the creativity excuse me the creativity out of it is one you take the fun out of it and it's also when you limit what you can learn from the person and what that person can learn from you so that's how i feel about it
0: All right, cool. All right. Well, uh, I really appreciate you giving us your input on this. Uh, I think that this is a very valuable uh, part of the conversation that I really haven't had a chance to have that much um, because I've been talking to stylists and suite owners and teachers at schools. I've even talked to uh, owners of schools and salon owners. So it's really good to have this input and feedback. And so I really appreciate it for coming on the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having
0: me. You're welcome. And next time we'll we'll talk a little bit about some insight, not just what your feelings are, but we'll hear from you, you have got, taken some time to go around and talk to your uh, your cohorts at school. And so I think that'd be really valuable to see if there's uh, what type of variance and variety and what type of things you came up with. But until then, uh, have a good day and I'll talk to you soon.
1: You too. Thank you. bye Bye-bye. Bye-bye.